Joe, you are our first mortgage rep that we've ever had on the podcast. I'm glad to have you on here. I know we've talked about it for a bit with COVID and everything going on and you having twins in the last, what is it, year and a half now? Two years now. Two, Two years. years. January 10th. So, so yeah. we've, it's been busy. It's been busy, but we're here and we're uh, looking forward to 2022. Obviously, things are starting off a little crazy and we're going to get into that today. Um, and we're going to get Joe's take on the market. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about it over the last few podcasts. Um, so I'm excited to get out. It's it the hot topic out there right now. Obviously, it always seems to be at the start of every year when things drastically increase, and then it becomes the hot topic out, out and, and about. Most people are worried about rates. That's what you read in the news all the time. Rates are going to increase. Rates, rates are going to increase. That's what everybody's worried about. Right. And they and they didn't just increase when people thought they were going to. Right. Yeah. They Last thought, well, this month they thought they were going to increase yep. a quarter percent. They said no, we're going to hold off till next month. I don't think we can avoid it. I think there's going to be a quarter percent in, increase next month. But I mean, that's on the variable side. So if you're on the fixed rate, you're locked in. That's right. Inconsequential to you, right? Until you need to. Until you're renew, up for renewal and so terms. forth. Yeah. Now I'm seeing mixed articles on the rate changes. Some some are saying anywhere from five to seven hikes potentially over the next year. Some are saying maybe one or two. Um, obviously, they they have to tread lightly here. Um, we we don't we've never been through a pandemic like this before with inflation, uh, people being out of work, things that are going on. Obviously, the house prices are through the roof. Um, what do you think? Obviously, it's hard. You don't have a crystal ball, but where where do you stand on as far as like the rate hikes and what do you think could happen? I don't think they can raise them six to seven times like they want to. I think uh, really what's got to happen is you might see two to three rate increases this year. Unfortunately, there's just too much debt out there. The pandemic has made it so that, you know, people weren't losing their houses. There was very few power of sales during this right. pandemic, which is awesome um, because we don't want to make our livings off of taking people's houses away from them. But at the same time, um, they had to deplete their savings. So their nest egg, their savings is gone, right? They had to accumulate debt, do cash advances in order to keep making their mortgage payments and keep that house going. Now that the economy is opening back up, people are going to get back to work. They want to raise rates, but you're going back to work. You're not getting a quarter percent increase in your pay. You're going back at the right. same wage you were. So by them raising rates, if they raise them fast, we're going to have a crash again, just like in 2008, 2009, in my opinion. Well, what's the historic average of rates? I mean, I think, isn't it somewhere around 7%? Like if you look historically over a long period of time, like isn't like that a where... good healthy economy is having a rate around 5%. 5%. Yeah. Okay. And, so. and, and, and I think they know, I mean, like you said, if they raise rates drastically, I mean, Canada, I think, is one of the most debt leveraged countries in the world we are right now yeah right so they know sweet. if they raise these rates sweet drastically <laughs> uh, which should give which should give people out there a little bit of comfort knowing that like you know your interest rate isn't going to shoot to six or seven percent here because they know that that would be what do you what do you think their target is do you think no. they're going for like a three and a half four percent or do you think they're trying to shoot for that five i mean right now we have a stress test at five and a quarter right right so even if they raise it, people aren't going to lose their houses because they, they've all been approved at that five and a quarter rate. Right. So if they raise it three times, you know, if we get the three quarter percent increase, you're still going to be 
around three and a quarter percent so on paper they can afford that increase but right. so for people practice, for people watching right now can we explain the stress test a little bit because i don't think people realize that there's a stress test that's out there and their actual true affordability actually would be a lot more and that the bank of canada has already these these protocols in place to kind of protect us in case of rate heights um, yeah so a few years ago the bank of canada wanting to increase the rates um, before the pandemic they put in place a stress test and what that is, is it basically says that in five years from now or four years from now, when your mortgage comes up for renewal, if the rates go up to five and a quarter percent, can you still afford this house? Right. So we always approve everybody, no matter if your rates one and a half percent, two percent, three percent. We currently approve you at five and a quarter or two percent above your contracted rate. So what that means is if your mortgage rate was four percent, well, we add 2% to that. We got to qualify you at 6% versus five and a quarter. So there is a buffer for everybody. A safety net. That the a safety net so that early. people can still afford their house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. So on the reverse effect, when you when we talk about people having to deplete their savings, I think there's also the people out there that have still made a decent amount of money and haven't lost work and haven't gone out and shopped and bought food and gone out for dinners and wasted as much money. There's also people that have actually been able to save a lot more um, in in the fact that there's also people that uh, have lost money. But the other thing too is with the raising house prices, anybody who's owned a home has a lot of equity right now in their homes. And I'm seeing a lot of people are refinancing um, to do renovations, which means they're hiring contractors, they're hiring electricians, they're hiring plumbers, and they're getting work out there. Um, so is it possible that the raise in um, real estate has also allowed more jobs to come in because people are refinancing and putting that money back into their homes and spending their money on bigger projects that they weren't originally able to do or afford. Um, so could you say that it also could go in the other direction and help the economy a little bit? Well, it's helped certain aspects of the economy. Most small businesses took a real big hit over the last two years, right? For sure. Um, yes. Re- Real estate did fantastic. Construction did fantastic, especially in southwestern Ontario, because everybody seems to be moving out of the big cities mm-hmm. because uh, we can do everything virtually now, right? So and the you cost don't of have materials to. went up like crazy too through the pandemic because of a lot of that's a, yeah, innovations and supply chain right? issue and supply as well. Chain issues and a big fear people have is if the market were to crash, everybody is like inevitably waiting for this crash to happen. There's people that are saying, I'm not buying a house. I'm waiting for this crash to happen. Yes, corrections can always happen. And in 2008 and 9, I believe that's one of the worst, if not the worst that we've ever seen. It's in- the worst in our lifetime. Yeah. And it went down 11%. Right. The worst. The worst. went down 11%. And, it, and it, within it, a year, it was back. Yes. I think to, to around even. 2008 to 2009, it had made the big drop. And by 2010, we were back to even and then growing on again. Um, when I analyzed the trends over the last 60, 70 years, anytime there's a drop, it seems like it's a lot more, everybody has the same goal and that's growth. And when something drops, everybody steps in to make sure that that drop is reversed really quick back into growth. Um, And obviously when it's growing, we want to prolong that as long as possible. So I always notice the drops are shorter and the growths are a lot longer. And my question to you is, because we've grown as much as we have, if we were to drop, do you think it would be worse than the 11%? And do you think we would recover fairly quickly? Obviously, again, um, you don't know for sure, but what are your thoughts on that? I mean, we have an inventory problem, right? So even if it were to drop, which it wouldn't, I mean, we have 250,000 people, if not more, immigrating to this country every year. 
they got to have a place to live. So right. the problem is, is I think they said it's closer to 400,000 people. They, they try to bring in immigration. Every I got year. an so. article that just came out two days ago. You got to check this out. Um, News Ontario. I think they just announced 400 and something thousand by the end of this year, another 400,000 next year and another 400 and change on um, 2024. We're looking at almost 1.5 million new immigrants to Ontario during a housing crisis in right. shortage. And we're bringing in a, a record setting, almost 1.5 million more people in the next two. And, and a we were years. talking to another, another realtor the other day. And I think he said, you know, last year was a record number of new construction starts in Canada at 300,000, but we're bringing in 400,000 people into the country. And that doesn't mean they're all coming in and buying these new builds, but everything shifts around, right? They come in and they need a place to live, whether they're renting that place or they're buying a, a starter home or any, it just all kind of shifts up the line, right? So the math isn't adding up. The supply isn't well, going to... They can't build the houses fast no, enough they for can't. the amount of people coming that, in. Right. And that's right. why our houses are appreciating so fast exactly. right so we have yeah. here on the national post this was just posted on february 14th two days ago canada to bring in record numbers of immigrants by 2024 canada will admit 431,645 permanent residents in 2022 447,055 next year and 451,000 in 2024 oddly specific no. yes yes Three that lucky that lucky 55 that yeah, gets to yeah, come in yeah, um this is according to the immigration minister, Sean Frazier's plan. Um, and this is going to be record setting. So the pandemic's done, hopefully. And in the next two, three years, they're looking at bringing close to 1.2 to 1.5 million more people into an area that's already struggling with housing. There I, needs I, to be a plan. Storm's it, brewing. It, it, yeah. The, storm's the, brewing. Here, here's the thing. Immigration obviously is, is paramount in this country. I mean, we you know we're a lot of us and the way that the country works is built on this immigration and labor force that we bring into the country and it's good for the country for a lot of reasons but during a housing crisis like this where there isn't a solution in the works and there's just been a lot of band-aid talk floating around there needs to be some sort of step in the right direction i think before we continue to just yeah. buff up our population with with mm. people coming in we every need a lot of infrastructure too right yeah well yeah i mean exactly the infrastructure can't keep up well I, your sewers capacity that's right handle well, it well we're on that conversation we've had a lot of conversations in this podcast and outside this podcast in regards to why is windsor growing at the rate it's growing and i know this is also a provincial issue but we've looked at what were what our average sale price was in relation to london and toronto mm -hmm remember like five, six years ago oh, and what it is now. And we are slowly closing that gap. Um, so it means that Windsor is growing for some reason. And obviously I think it's affordability in, in housing, but what do you see as far as why are people buying here? And what do you see as uh, the long term here in the Windsor area? Well, I think Windsor is an isolated market compared to the rest of Canada. I, I think you're when you're going to see a dip, you'll see a dip in the bigger cities such the, as This Toronto is what I say and, all the time. And so forth. Because now you don't have to be in the big smoke, you know, yep. to go to meetings because you can do Zoom or yep. webcasts or whatever, Teams or whatever it is, right? I think we're going to get a lot of that immigration here. Like 
So it, it's going to, they're going to land, say, in Ottawa and Toronto. The affordability is not going to be sustainable for them. Right. We and they're going to want to land here still. And they're going to migrate right. where there's land and affordability. Mm-hmm.